Welcome to Dead Academy Podcast. That is Michelle. Yep. And I'm It's Fallon. just me. It's <laughs> just Michelle. <laughs> so today, folks, we have got a fucking weird, like, theme going. Well, first of all, happy late Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean. Well, that's nice. I'm trying to be nice to people. Well, no, I mean, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. But, like, it's just, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of posts lately about, like, we should be celebrating Thanksgiving and, like, White people did a bunch of bad shit and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, happy happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful it's, for all of you who listen and write us and are supportive. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's because of you that today we have um, our theme is broomstick killers. People who have killed people with a broomstick. <laughs> I mean, my guy legit has the name the broomstick killer. Yeah. Mine does not. Mine just did a very fucked up crime. With, uh, I believe, two women with the broomstick? You don't know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know your story. You're about to. But we <laughs> Excuse do need me. to plug the Patreon. We have a Patreon now. Yes, we have a Patreon. I don't know it's anything about not, Patreon. I mean, it's up. Uh, I don't know if it's live yet. but I, I think it is live. Um, not entirely sure. We have someone that's working on it with us. And it's pretty close. We're in the process of still working out. We have our first staff member. Yeah. Well, we're in the process <laughs> of working out the cool perks that we can offer you guys. Yeah. So because I don't want to just throw anything up there. Like, right. I want it to be kick ass. Yeah, and it, it definitely will be. We just got to figure out. I'm kind of new to all this stuff, so <clears throat> once we figure out like what tiers we're gonna do, then we'll let you guys know. But yes, a Patreon if you're interested in showing us some support uh, for. Us bringing you these podcasts every week. We would love to have you be a part of the Patreon. Obviously, it's under Dead Academy. Right. I don't know anything about Patreon. But, um, yeah, it's it's there. I'm not entirely sure if it's live yet, but we just got approved, and we can make it live whenever we want. Oh, sweet. So, it's not live yet. I do believe there's something you can just <laughs> Check look back at. next week. We don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll have it, to ask our uh, our staff member. Just keep your eyes peeled. It's yeah. coming very soon. Right. With a bunch of cool shit. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Long anyway. Stop. Yeah. Before we start, though, I do want to just... <sighs> this story that I've been, like, com- like posting and kind of commenting on for, like, two months now about the little girl that's been missing in uh, New Jersey, Dolce Alvarez. Yeah. We still haven't found her. And just trying to get the word out. Guys, check it out. Find the articles. Share them. If you know people in the New Jersey area or just anywhere, just keep your eyes open. They still haven't found her. She's only five. I mean. I wake up every morning and check to see if there's any updates. And it, there's there's nothing. The first 48 hours are crucial. She's just gone. And we're way past that. Well, it's like, you know, there have been like J.C. Dugard and um, the smart girl. I can't think of her name fuck oh my elizabeth oh yeah elizabeth smart like they were missing for a while yeah jc dugar was you know, missing for like 18 years i know there was i just read an article it's not about i don't <clears> know <throat> she's a little child i can't remember like, she's not an adult mm-hmm. but i can't remember her age i just read an article about sylvia brown yeah 
and she told this woman, like this woman came and seen her and she gave her a reading and said, cause the woman's daughter was missing. Okay. And she told her that she's dead. Right. And then like something happened to the mom within two years and the mom died or no, maybe she immediately died after Sylvia Brown told her that. And then two years after that, her, her daughter just appeared. No way. Yeah. Well, you know, you know uh, how I feel about psychics. They're all full of shit. I believe in, I, I don't know. I believe there are some people out there that have like an ability to. Sylvia Brown is not one. Well, she's dead now, but her children run her site. But after she passed away, Josh's old company, they used to do her site. Yeah. And so it was like the daily reading was just like some dude in my living room, like making shit up. (laughs) It was crazy. But it's just fucked up to tell someone like, yeah, your daughter's dead. And then she she died thinking that her daughter was dead. I wonder if she killed herself. No, she didn't kill herself. I forget what. I, I read this article yesterday, but... So I can't remember the details, mm-hmm. but she didn't kill herself. Like something happened <clears throat> to her and she legit died. Dude, I used to watch the shit out of Montel Williams whenever she would be on there. Her and John Edwards, man, he was on, I think he had his own show or something. I don't know. I just, re- I would always tape it. Like I would always hit the record on the VCR and like tape it to watch it. But apparently it's called cold reading where you can just, yeah. anyone can do that. But, um, I don't know. I I loved her. I Master loved manipulators. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So are you going to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, mine's more... Mine, I touch briefly on someone and then focus more on the murder of someone else, but then at the end, it's kind of a mystery. So I think we should do mine last. Um, yeah. I, mine is... Le- like, his name is legit the broomstick killer. <laughs> but... And the thing I'm is, not laughing like- at that, like... <clears throat> What a fucking weird-ass theme for us to come up with. Like, Yeah, I mean, I let's can't... Let's do the broomsticks. Well, I came across this guy, and I called. He's like, yeah, I'm doing the broomstick killer. And he's like, oh, I have a story about the broomstick. Let me just put it together. Yeah. Fine. Ta-da. Um, theme. But I don't know why he's the broomstick killer. Like, one bad thing happened with a broomstick. But it's the thing you're, that you, you did yeah. tell me about. Like, yeah. That enough. But, like, I mean, it's not like... The broomstick was like, um, like his weapon, a signature, that, right? <clears throat> you know, right? Oh shit! What did I just do? Okay. Uh, well, I'm, hold on. I'm dealing with an ancient laptop. <laughs> <laughs> She's on a <laughs> HP. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Kind of fired up. Look, it was a. I can't even use it unless it's plugged in. Like that's Dude, how bad this is. My okay. My Toshiba is in the basement somewhere. <laughs> and at least remember, mine's an HP. I paid two grand for that motherfucker at Rena Center like <laughs> twelve years ago. Right? That computer's probably worth two hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even worth that. But I had to keep taking it in because I kept getting all these viruses and all that up, porn. Like, wipe, no, I don't. Probably all the shit I look up right now. All that porn. Um, so much porn, just like flooded. But no, like, they gave it to me. It was shitty. And then, like, I kept taking it back there to have them fix it. And I ended up paying. It was it was well over two grand for this piece of shit computer. But I remember I would come home from work and I would fire it up. Because <laughs> I knew I had time to make a cup of coffee, smoke a cigarette, and, like, straighten up or, like, I don't know, feed the animals or whatever before it would be, like, you've got mail. <laughs> like, well, it was know, a Mine's not shit. that slow. But last week when I typed my story out downstairs, I was... Ready to go. Like, I'm ready to start yeah. typing, but I'm waiting for it to turn on. It was like, 
when those updates are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, come back in so two hours. I remember my background um, was just a, like, I think it was like a hundred or so um, pictures of Tom York, like, doing the yeah. same shit. But it was in the background. So, like, that would pop up immediately. But if I wanted to, like, hop on MySpace or Facebook, like, it was going to take about Look, 20 minutes before it would actually Would I love on. to have a MacBook? Absolutely. They're pretty nice. I'm poor. I'm, so. This uh, was a gift. So, I'm sticking with my HP that I got on a Black <laughs> Friday deal about seven years ago. Oh, God. From Micro Center. This is why we have a Patreon, you guys. <laughs> like, we're living in the Stone Age, trying to bring Look, you the most but you know up-to-date. What, I have a story. Like, oh, I, it yeah. let me I, type it. She's She's got it. <laughs> Don't you dare get out of that. What What are you on? Docs? I'm on a WordPad. WordPad? I don't even know what that Docs. is. Docs. That's an Apple thing. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't know. Fuck it. Well, anyway, you guys are ready for <laughs> the most incredible theme ever, Broomstick Killers. Yeah, I'm loaded up, ready to go. Michelle's finally got her... Uh, it's been up. Don't lie. Her stone wheel. It's finally turning. Whatever. What is with... You have a... Toshiba. Why not? I got a fucking. Uh, I'm watching. (laughs) Watching her like. You're scratching your crotch. It itches. I have like a weird. I switched laundry detergent. And it makes the crotch itch? I don't know. My front butt's all fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) You're just. You're digging deep. I am digging deep. Oh, It's fine for right now. But. (laughs) She's over here flicking the bead. No, I'm not. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll go. <laughs> Broomstick killer. Why would you go when I'm about to come? Hey! <laughs> wow. That was... I'm... Just fucking go. Good. Yep. <laughs> Broomsticks. Jesus Christ. His right. name... His actual name is Kenneth McDuff, a.k.a. the Broomstick Killer. Kenneth McDuff? He sounds like Kenneth a, McDuff. the name of a puppet. Yeah, well, McDuff. McDuff. I'm going to say that a lot. Okay. McD? (laughs) Big D. Kenneth, okay, it's Kenneth Allen McDuff. Oh. He's got that three name. He's a serial killer. Yeah, my middle name's Lynn. Fallon Lynn. Fallon Lynn. Fallon Lynn. Fallon Lynn. Violent. Yeah. I never realized that. Thanks, Mom. Fallon Lynn. (laughs) Fallon Lynn Bernadette. I don't have one. My second middle name is like through the Catholic Church when I was younger. Yeah, I'm not giving you my full name. I will. It's Michelle and Bush. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yep. Kenneth Allen McDuff. McD. Here we go. American serial killer mm-hmm. who received the name the broomstick killer for one of his one of the methods he used of murder with just one of his victims. Okay. Damn, that's pretty bad. Yeah. In the beginning, and here's I'm just gonna go right to his crimes because when I look this guy up, he doesn't even he doesn't even have a fucked up childhood. Like it really. Everything I've gathered, he's a pretty. He was a pretty normal kid aside from being an asshole. <laughs> My dude's childhood was fucked. So, up. which is that's what makes this interesting to me, because there's oh, yeah. always a topic of are you born evil or are you created evil. Well, a lot of these killers mm-hmm. are. They're just, they went through some terrible shit. Terrible. Terrible. So and, terrible. Uh, <laughs> he, and they, Poor they thing. do bad things. Right. But from the most part, this guy's like pretty, he was pretty normal, mm-hmm. but still became a serial killer. Okay. So I'm going to chalk it up to, he was born evil. 
Okay. That's what I'm going with. Born evil. Okay. <clears throat> yes. So we're going to we're go back a little. He was a vi- first convicted of three counts of murder, and that was in 1966. Ooh. Some background on McDuff was mm-hmm. he was, this all takes place in Texas. Born and raised in Texas. Okay. He was one of six children. And his dad ran a very successful concrete business. And his mom was a woman. I'm assuming she may have been a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. But she was a woman who had the nickname of Pistol Packing Mama. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, and she got this name. And this she reminds me of you. Me? Yeah. Because she got this name due to the fact that she you, don't, you don't fuck with her because she pulled a gun out on the bus driver that kicked one of her children off the bus. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> so now she's pistol packing mama. But to be fair, I've never pulled a gun on anybody. I have pulled a knife on someone. Well, you haven't pulled a gun on anyone because you don't own a gun. And that's why I don't own a gun. Exactly. I pull it on everybody. So, <laughs> that, like I said, she reminds me of you. Okay. So, pistol packing mama. <laughs> Great. You know, Matt did say I was going to be on, on the news. Maybe. Oh, oh, wait. I was going to be on the news under Mainville Woman. It was either going to be for something amazingly generous or I pistol whip somebody for fucking And let's face it, it's not going to be for something generous. It might be. No, it won't. It might be. No, she's fucked up. Not fucked up. (laughs) Anyways, that's his background. Successful successful businessman for dad. Pistol pack a mama for a mom. Well, hold on. What was her first name? Uh, Please tell me it was Patty. Or Patsy. Or yeah, I think it was Annie or something like that. Pistol Pack and Annie. I yeah. like it. Okay. So while in school, Kenneth was known to be a bully. And that's the one thing, like, bad about him. And he was smart enough that he would only, he only picked on the weaker. And he, as a teenager, he was large. Like, he's a big boy. <laughs> large Marge and in charge. <laughs> yeah. He's a large teenager. But he wasn't, he wasn't strong. Mm. So he would just pick on, he had the size, but no strength. So he would still pick on the weaker children Mm -hmm. until one day he ended up picking on the popular boy who was an athlete Mm -hmm. and that boy kicked his ass. Hell yeah. And he couldn't take it. So Kenneth, like a coward, quit school and ran away. And, uh, little bitch, which I put <laughs> typical bully shit, only prey on the weak, <laughs> yeah. which it's, I hate bullying. Oh, it's awful. So I'm glad he got his ass kicked, mm-hmm. but I wonder how the guy feels that kicked his ass. Like if he's still alive and he's like, Hey, I kicked the broomstick killer's ass. I mean, could have. <clears throat> we need to find out who this guy is. So once he quit school, he went to work for his, with his father doing concrete shit. And then I guess he did. Like, odd and end jobs. Mm-hmm. And Kenneth was cocky as shit. Okay. And <laughs> in later interviews, he was bragging about, because he ended up, he mowed lawns mm-hmm. as well. So in these interviews, like, you could hear him bragging about how the older women just love the way he mowed their lawn <laughs> and that he did it the best. And it, this made all the other people as mowing lawns jealous. Ooh. Like, we're talking about cutting fucking, <laughs> fucking grass. Grass. I'm, all I can say is it's just cutting grass. Get over yourself, idiot. <laughs> like, everyone cuts grass. Now, hold on, though. Hold on. Uh, Let's take a look at my neighbor across the street who pays God knows how much to have her yard 
oh, it looks gorgeous. Right. And then look at my yard. But. Looking like the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> the leaves that are out front but are I mean, of mine. Of all things to brag about, like, this is, this is what he's got going for him. He cuts grass the best. And everyone's okay. jealous. Like, he's a, he's a cocky asshole. Okay. So, to start off his <laughs> criminal activity, uh-huh. he started out just being a burglar. So, in 1964, when he was just 18 years old, he was arrested for 12 counts of burglary. burglary, And he was sentenced 12 four-year prison terms to be served concurrently. Wow. So, 12 48. times four. Okay, good job. Yeah, I don't know how I know that. He yeah. got 48 years for 12 counts of that. Which he made parole in December of 1965. So they let him out because he's just a career thief at this point. Mm-hmm. Once he got out, McDuff made a friend named Roy Dale Green. <laughs> they all just got these great names. Roy. Roy. I, it's hard for me to say that. Roy. Roy. We're Fuck. from the Midwest, so we don't, we, it, ours are very, very <laughs> Drawn. rough. And, like, hard R's. I'm going to call him Green. I'm just going to call him by his last name. Green? Okay. Green, he ended up, and this guy ended up being his accomplice in a triple murder that I'm about to tell you about. Okay. Let's see. I lost my spot. Kenneth remained pretty silent until one day he bragged to Green, once again, now instead of bragging about cutting (laughs) lawns, now he's bragging about his criminal record. Ooh. And he claimed to, at this point, he claimed to have raped and killed two young women, which there's no proof to even back up this story. I don't get why people lie about shit like that. Well, I mean, he's a serial killer. He may not be lying. It's just... They can't prove it? Yeah. Okay. And there's no... He didn't say any names. Like... Wow. So who knows? So now we move on to August 6th, 1966. McDuff and Green... Who, by this point, they've been friends for only, like, a month. hmm But they got pretty tight enough to kill together. Jesus. After a month. They spent the whole day pouring concrete for McDuff's dad, and then they after they were done working, they drove around, mm-hmm. specifically looking for a girl. Like, they, they had up. this planned out. Like, mm-hmm. it was, this was happening. Okay. And they were just looking for the right girl. So around 10 p.m., <clears throat> they spotted a boy named Robert Brand, who was 17 years old, his girlfriend, Edna Louise Sullivan, who was 16, and Robert's cousin named Mark Dunham, who was only 15 years old. And they were hanging outside of their car parked next to a baseball field. Okay. Just well, he was, They were 17, 15. 15, 16, and 17. Jesus, babies. Yeah. So McDuff parked the his car... Oh, like a football field linked away from him okay. and just sat there and watched him for a while, which is creepy. Creepy. And he- right. So to me, I think like stalking is one of the most like terrifying things ever having been, I'm, I mean, I've been stalked. It's fucking creepy. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're at the time about it afterwards. Yeah. I don't want to drop names. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he, yeah, he did, he, they, it was like hunter and prey Ooh. is what's happening. So. Just the chills up my spine. He decided to make his move. He pulled okay. out a thirty-eight Colt revolver, <clears throat> which is like a little. I know what it is. 
Well, maybe they don't know. Like, our listeners might oh, not know. Okay. A 38, I mean, mobsters use 38s yeah. and stuff like that. So yes, it's not like a big-ass gun, but it's enough to get the job done. He approached the three children, and he ordered them to get in the trunk of their own car, all three of them. Mm-mm. And McDuff Mm-mm. drove that car while Green drove their car and followed. <clears throat> and Never get in the trunk. Well, he held them at gunpoint. Fucking get shot then. Well. Because whatever they're going to do to you after you get out of that trunk is worse yeah. than getting shot. So they drive the kids to a remote field and they mo- they removed Edna from the trunk of that car and put her in McDuff's truck. Okay. He left the two boys in the trunk of their own car, shut the door, and he fired six shots into the trunk of the car, killing both oh of the boys. Oh my God. Because he... He was one a girl. So the boys, like, he, he didn't want the boys, so he just Dumb killed question. him. Was the trunk shut when he did that? Yeah, he shut it and then fired six shots. And That's scary as fuck. So he doesn't know if he's hitting him or not, but he did hit him. They both died. Oh. And then he just left the car there, hopped in his truck, and they drove to another remote location where Kenneth and Green, McDuff, I'll call him McDuff, McDuff and Green took turns repeatedly raping 16-year-old Edna. Oh, no. When they were done, Kenneth asked Green to give him something to strangle Edna with, so he gave him his belt. However, this wasn't good enough weapon for McDuff, so he decided to grab a broken broomstick that was in his car. No. And he choked Edna Sullivan so hard that she broke her neck and died. He broke her neck. Or, yeah. Sorry. Typo. I know. My bad. He snapped her neck with a fucking broomstick. He was just like, he put so much, he applied so much pressure by strangling her that he snapped her neck. I wonder if he, not like, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this. I wonder if he didn't use his hands with the broomstick or maybe he did it first and she didn't die. And then he just put it across her neck and fucking stomped it. Because I think your neck's pretty hard to break. Not with a broomstick though. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to try it later. But <laughs> you you first. <laughs> yeah. This is Poor taste, yeah. but <laughs> she died. Oh yeah, that was he killed taste, her. But that's I'm just saying that that has to take either a lot of strength a lot of or force. you just fucking stomped it. Like okay, I mean Yeah, I don't have those details. Other than the broomstick was three foot long, mm. broken. So it, it yeah. So he murdered her and they dumped her body in some nearby bushes and just left and were thirsty and they went to a gas station and they got some drinks and just like nothing ever fucking happened. Like they're just go hanging out. So they end up going after they get their snacks and whatnot. They go back to um, Green's house and just fell asleep. The next day they took McDuff's car to another friend's house where he let them wash the truck to get rid of all the evidence. Makes sense. While he was cleaning out the car, Green w- was confessing to the friend's parents about mm-hmm. what they just did. What? Oh. And the parents ended up, I guess all these people, like all the parents knew each other as well. Mm-hmm. So the third party's parents called Green's mom and s- repeated it. And she ended up convincing her son to turn himself in. Mm. So Roy Green went to the police and he confessed and 
he rolled over on McDuff as well. Shit. So this is when Kenneth McDuff ends up receiving three death sentences for the triple murder of the teenagers. Good. Green, sir, he was released after serving 11 years because he didn't do the murder. He's a rapist. He's out right now? Yeah. He did 11 years. Here, it gets really fucked up, though. If you think that's bad, yeah. you ain't heard nothing. So, McDuff ended up, I'm assuming since his dad ran a very successful concrete business that they have money. Oh, sure. So, he ended up getting a really good goddamn lawyer. And he had his death sentence reduced to just life in prison. His lawyer did his job. And he presented enough evidence stating that Roy Green was the actual killer. And they did hmm. so well at this that they convinced the parole board enough that they released McDuff on <gasps> parole in 1989. What was, the fuck, parole board? He was on death row, got it reduced to life, and then once he got reduced to life, then he got paroled. Kind of For a triple homicide, rape. I, Who was his lawyer? <laughs> I don't know, but... We need that guy's number. His lawyer <laughs> was apparently damn good. But here's my next thing. So after this release, this is... I wrote... This is one of the most fucked up things I have ever read. Okay. So in Texas... Now we're talking 1989. Well, hold on. Yeah, Texas... They kill everybody. Not not 1989, apparently. This caused a big uproar. I was going like, say, they... The justice... After this case, the justice system in Texas took... They took a lot of flack for the shit, the decisions that they made. Yeah. And a lot of things changed after this. Like, this may have set precedent. I hope so. Because McDuff was one of 20 death row inmates, and he was one out of 127 murderers to be paroled. No. No. Like, they released 20 death row inmates and people that's on life in prison. 127 men got released that were murderers. Oh Paroled. So, <laughs> why the hell would you release these people back into into society? Because they're reformed? Because they've proven to change their life no. around and be a better no. citizen? Once you start, once you hurt a child, there's no coming back well, from that. They all weren't 127 child murderers. I'm saying the the guys we're talking about, though. But I think there was like an overpopulation thing in this and that. They but get rid you of don't the let out. are in there for yeah. weed and cocaine and fucking bullshit stuff. So it's all this. They're reformed, or they no, they've not. proven change, and it's not well. In the case of Kenneth McDuff, he did not change for the better whatsoever because within three fucking days of being released, he started killing again. Oh my god. Three days. Texas. Come on now. He got a job at a gas station making four bucks an hour. And he at three days. So mm-hmm. I can't wrap my brain around <laughs> I mean look I'm I'm just gonna try to think like <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I don't know how Texas. I there's a lot of silence right now and I'm gonna leave it because it means something. But it's shock like how, why? Some of it must have been in know. someone else's pocket because there's no way anyone should have ever let that the happen. The only thing I I read was Death like overpopulation. Like, well, then build another fucking prison. Or, I don't know, why don't you kill the people that's on death row? That'll clear up 20 spots that right there. Is it good? No, it'll kill what? 127 spots? 
Well, no, 20 of them were on death row. Oh, okay. But, well, so again, one of 20 were death row inmates. One, he was one of 127 murderers. Oh, So okay. the others were just, like, probably life Dude, without parole. You, fucking firing squad. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 127 of them, and it's like, I'm only telling you the story of this guy. Who knows what the fuck the other people did? Well, like, I, I don't know. We'll be going to Texas. So, yeah, it, it's just... It's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, he's out again. Mm. And, because, you know, he got 48 years for the robbery. 48 or the years, released, death row, released, kills people. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Three days after being released, he started killing him. The body of 31-year-old Seraphia Par- Parker was found beaten and strangled on October 14th, 1989. At the time, McDuff was not charged for this crime, but he was arrested on a parole violation for making death threats to a kid. McDuff's mom paid another fucking lawyer to work their magic, which they did, and McDuff was once again released from prison (sighs) on December 18th, 1990. So he just... At what point... Do you just realize, like, this motherfucker is going to keep doing shit? Like, he's he's a serial killer. Fuck, man. So now he's out again. Great. This was 1990. Now we'll bump up on the night of October 10th, 1991. I was say, how many more people died because the Texas justice system Well, I will failed. tell you. I think his, he got... he They pinned nine murders to him. Jesus. Six of these were because they kept letting him out. Like, he did that triple homicide, and that's what essentially... Well, he did the burglaries. Right. And he got paroled. But... Death row and then let out. But, but like, why don't... I don't know. Yeah, he did the three murders. Like, I can see you being paroled for being I a burglar. I think the state of Texas should be held accountable for... The, any state should be held accountable. If you let someone out who has proven that they cannot be a part of the human race and fucking society and you let them out and they just do the same shit that you put them in prison to fucking begin with. Yeah. That's on you states. Well, they have at least six on them right now. And here's another one on the night of October 10th, 1991 McDuff picked up a sex worker named Brenda Thompson. He tied her up and he, I am sorry. I'm losing my voice. Yeah. It's, It's cold as shit, and it's weather. Sorry, guys. Anyways, Brenda Thompson. He tied her up, and she's in his truck, and she's a fighter. She started putting up a fight. Good. Well, he's driving around with her tied up in his truck. McDuff ended up driving up to a police checkpoint, like some random police checkpoint. Oh, my God. This is crazy right here. This is fucking crazy. He stops, and the cops start walking up to his truck. Well, Brenda can see this, and she starts kicking the fuck out of his windshield and just split it, cracking it. Well, the cops are like, what the hell? Like, so he does a U.E. and just takes off. But now there's a there's a cop chase. Good. <laughs> and actually, he didn't do a U.E. He blew right through them, and he almost ran over three cops. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. He just blew through the checkpoint, oh, where his cops are like, Diving out of the way so they don't get ran over. So, obviously, they start chasing him, which, of course, he evaded them. 
by just driving with no headlights. He was driving the wrong way on one-way streets, <sighs> and he evaded them. And he ended up going to a remote wooded area where he tortured, raped, and murdered mm. Brenda Thompson. Yeah. And her body wasn't discovered until 1998. Oh, my So they God. found her seven years later. Yeah. So At least her family has answers. Like, I guess that's the only good thing about that. It's just sad when I read that part because she put up a fight and, like, the cops were there. Like, they, they were in pursuit of him. And he fucking, he got away. And he still killed her. It's sad. It's super sad. So, just five days after the murder of Brenda Thompson, McDuff picked up a 17-year-old sex worker named Regina Moore. And he took her to a motel in Waco, Texas. At that motel, they were seen having a big argument by multiple people that were staying at the hotel. So he ended up taking off with her. He pulled over to a remote area next to the highway and he tied up Regina and he raped her and killed her. Oh my God, man. 17 years old. So now we're at, he gained another accomplice after the murder of Regina Moore. Mm-hmm. And his name is Alva Hank Worley. And on December 29th, 1991, the two of them drove up to a car wash and kidnapped a girl named Colleen Reed in plain sight. Like, just not even given a shit. Like, there's people everywhere. Um, I didn't... I don't have her age. Okay. I didn't put that in. I'm sorry. But they took her... They took turns raping her multiple times, and they tortured her by just lighting a bunch of cigarettes and just burning her whole body with cigarettes before they, before McDuff killed her. And then we move on to, he found another victim, and this girl's name was Valencia Joshua, and he strangled her on February 24th, 1992, and her body was found on a golf course Mm. on March 15th. 1992. Next, he met a woman named Melissa Northrup. Northrup. Yep. She was 22 years old, and she was a store clerk at a little convenience store that McDuff used to work at at one point. Mm -hmm. He kidnapped her, raped her, strangled her, and her body was discovered by a fisherman in April of 1992. The terrible part about this particular murder was Melissa was pregnant when she was kidnapped. Oh, man. So the baby died as well. So Fucking broomstick killer, man. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yes. So obviously there's an investigation going on and it for Texas detectives, it was hard for them to link all this together. Well, I'm sure. Because he was scattering them it was through multiple counties. So they're not talking to each other. Right. It just it made it hard. But even with the difficulties of that, the police did somehow find out that McDuff was peddling drugs and he had an illegal gun. Since they knew that about him, they issued a warrant for his arrest since he's been a criminal. He's yeah. paroled. and the They issued a warrant for him, so they started digging into him and they found some of his accomplices, which brought them to his new friend, Alva Worley, and Worley admitted to his part in the kidnapping of Colleen Reed and 
now it's like they've got mipped up. Like they just need to find them. Yeah. So about this time, <clears throat> Kenneth McDuff <clears throat> moved to Kansas City and he changed his name to Richard Fowler. And on May 1st, 1992, one of McDuff's co-workers was watching America's Most Wanted. And guess who was on the show? Mick D. <laughs> Mick D was on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I love the fact that when I read that, I was like, fuck yeah, someone was watching America's Most Wanted. <laughs> Knew the that's, guy. That's my dream. That's <laughs> <laughs> was like... I got so tickled over that because I fucking love that show. Lo- is it still on? I don't Ooh. know. It used to be on every Saturday at like nine and it was an hour long. I loved it. But you know, I've seen so many of those and it's like, I've never seen these dudes. Like, I don't know. You remember the time we called the FBI? I think yeah. we saw that one guy. Well, not we, you. Well, I, I went yeah. along for the ride. Hey, we never found him though, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was him for sure. But yeah, this chick <clears throat> walked at home. Watching America's Most Wanted, like she probably does every motherfucking week, yeah. with her diet coke yeah. or some shit, <laughs> pack of smokes, <laughs> and pack <just> of camels. <laughs> watching it, she's like, "Fucking TV guide on her on her little side table." Dude, I mean, this is, I can just see it now. I, I yeah, and with a floral print couch oh, that she's sitting right, on, right? I'm thinking that like, every grandma had. I'm thinking are, like yellowish walls. Yeah, yeah, not like. Paneling. Uh, no, no. She didn't have wood paneling. This is like a cream yellow. Like a you brulee, you know. She's watching her shows. She's watching her shows. And god damn it, if she didn't recognize, they, I mean, when she's watching America's Most Wanted. Please tell me They're this showing is what it as Kenneth McDuff. Okay, but well, not Riley or whatever. It, he just, changed his name to Richard Fowler. Fowler. So she's watching the show. Just and they on. show you don't have to tell me that this is. Well, let this me get is to what the gets busted. Fucking <laughs> like America's most wanted. Okay, go ahead. She's watching a show. Yeah. Kenneth McDuff comes on TV, the TV, <laughs> and she's like, "Man, that looks just like this guy I work with, Richard Fowler." So she calls. <laughs> calls Good it girl. in. And the police look into Richard Fowler. And when they search Fowler's name, he has a record where he's been arrested for soliciting sex workers. Mm -hmm. And they compared those fingerprints to Ken McDuff, and it was an exact match. Oh, shit. So on May 4th, 1992, the police busted in and arrested Kenneth McDuff once again. He was only indicted on Mm. one count of capital murder. And... His death sentence was February 18th, 1993. That's my birthday. I know. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But he didn't die on that day. Did they let him out? He had lawyers and stuff, and they were trying to do these appeals and whatnot. Well, now they said. Well, now they said, fuck it. No. And so it. The death sentence still stuck. And then on November 17th, 1998, Kenneth McDuff ate his last meal, which he requested a steak. But essentially, they're probably like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, Texas doesn't do that now. Well, no, they're like, he ain't get a steak. What they did was they gave him a hamburger and they shaped it into look like a steak, <laughs> and that was his his steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's how I ended up. Like, they gave him a hamburger, which it made look like a steak. He walked down a long corridor, gave his last words up, "I'm ready to be released. Please release me." Oh God. And he died by Go lethal injection. Lethal injection. And that is the story of Ken McDuff. We broomstick killer. Good. A couple things. One, we need to 
stop with this pussy fucking lethal injection shit. I'm telling you. Firing squad, string them up. Whatever. Or fucking electrocute them. Like, well, make the fact them pay that for it. He got caught by America's Most Wanted. That's amazing. Like, I'm, <clears throat> I, I plan on doing um, John and Adam Walsh's story eventually. Like, I actually already have it written out. It's going to be one of the Patreon episodes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, John Walsh is an incredible guy. Like, I love, I fucking love that someone sitting around doing <laughs> what you and I have done our whole life, just watching crime show shit. Yeah. Busted his ass. Oh, yeah. But you know well, what? Well, look, I kept, I told you about the broomstick part, but all those little details of it, <laughs> I had to keep it hidden because it's so exciting. Like, I, it's we're talking about murder here, and, like, it's what he did was terrible. But... The fact that he was supposed to die on your birthday, he got caught by America's Most Wanted. Like they pretend gave him a steak, which was a hamburger. Like I forget, these are all little bits of information that just like it's like the sprinkles on it. Like it's, fuck it's you. It's me with the guy sprinkling yeah. fucking pineapple and shit on his steak. Yeah. Um. So a couple things. One, when I I forget what episode we were doing, but I talked about like people's last meals and shit. Texas actually, I believe, was. One of, if not the first state, to be like, fuck your last meal. Yeah. You get whatever the fuck well, happened that day. Well, did it to him. Like, well, he wanted a they... steak. He's like, you're getting a hamburger. <laughs> we'll make it look like a steak, but you ain't getting steak. Oh, my God. Well, but, the, you know, minutes. at the end of it, it's like, I didn't tell that part of it, but there's a ton of legal shit that happens after he oh, dies yeah. to change all the bullshit that happened. Uh-huh. Of him being released on death row like he's the only person i know that i've read about that's been on death row twice like there's a guy in florida i'll have to write this down to do his story later i can't think of his name he was some guy um killed somebody he was on death row they go to do the lethal injection in florida it didn't work yeah so something was wrong it didn't pump out right whatever they take him back back off and they're like okay we're gonna kill you in two weeks or whatever comes back they try to kill him again. The shit didn't work. And by law, if they try to kill you twice and they don't work, you're free. Yeah, it but is they tried to. an act of God. But they did try to kill him, though. Right, this right. is a shitty justice system that oh. let this motherfucker out. Yeah. Totally. Along with 127 other murderers. Texas, I'm disappointed in you. <clears throat> yeah. So a lot of shit changed. Good. like In the justice system for Texas. And that's probably why they don't take no shit anymore. Because this was all, like, si- oh, yeah, anywhere point. from 60s to 92. 92. Like, so. I guess that makes sense. I like Texas now. Like, fuck <laughs> yeah. you and the horse you rode it on. We're killing everybody. You're getting hamburger. A hamburger. Right. <laughs> fuck your last meal with. But, well, yeah. That was, that was fucked up. That's my story. Well, that was a good one. Thanks. I mean, not. I, mean, I get it. We say good, but we mean, like, good job researching and good job <laughs> telling it. But, like, that was a horrible story. Fuck that guy. Um. All right, are you ready for mine? <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. <laughs> so the picture, <clears throat> excuse me, the picture that I, that sparked my interest of doing this research for this picture, I will probably put it up on Patreon. I absolutely cannot put it on Facebook or Instagram. It will, I, we, we will be banned for life. And as someone who is freshly out of Facebook jail, I ain't trying to go back in there. That was the hardest 24 hours of my life. <laughs> you know how hard it is to look at people's shit and be like, oh, that was great, and try to give it a heart, and it's like, you can't do that. At least you can still look at it. You have, right. But it's like, 
I don't know. Let's say you want to drink of this Coke. And I'm like, look at this Coke. And then you got to reach for it. And it's like, you, it's just fucking electric. <laughs> like, you, you can't, you can't do it. You're not allowed. And it would be like, you're not allowed to post or comment or like for 13 hours. And it would be like eight hours. I'm like, fuck. Well, look, you were so, in it twice. So, hold on. I haven't <laughs> even said this to you. Like having a conversation. You know, outside I'm just saying of, my face, bitch. Say I it. do. Because. I can, look, the first 24-hour jail was over this photo, and I find whatever it happens. The second 24-hour jail term you did is because you're an idiot. You posted the same picture in a comment. In a comment. It's the same <laughs> picture, dumbass. Well, I know. Like, how did you not get caught? <laughs> you're looking well, at this, I like, think... you said, motherfuckers put me in jail again, like, no, you put yourself in jail. No, You're look, a hashtag idiot. Here's my true. Here's my <laughs> thing. I respect all social media. The fact that I don't pay for Facebook, fine. Do you have rules? I will abide by them. However, I know some of you motherfuckers listening posted the same <laughs> meme. Chad, I'm talking to you. He didn't get banned. <laughs> well, no that's one because, else got banned. Because you have someone on your friends list that gets butt hurt and they turned you in. It was a, the, a tip of a dick. They, they that looked like a thumb. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, I can't, whatever. But someone turned you in. And then you, being the idiot, posted the same fucking picture in the comments because someone was like, well, why'd you get put in Facebook jail? Because of this. Dude, and you posted the picture and then boom. I was high, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> I've anyway, been meaning to say something to you about that it. again, ever. <laughs> But Go however, ahead. if you want to know the meme, like if you want to know the meme I'm talking about, I'll send it to you, but I will not be posting it. And I absolutely cannot post this picture because it's, for one, it's it's one of the most graphic, aside from two pictures that Jeffrey Dahmer took that I saw, this is the most graphic picture I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen the picture. It's pretty fucked up. It's, what the fuck? What uh, the fuck? I, I do have something to say about it, but I'm going to wait till after you tell okay. him. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, because I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, uh, so yeah, we will probably put the picture up on Patreon, or you can try to find it. It took me forever to find it again. You just gotta kind of Google, um, broomstick in uh, vagina, yeah, and then just see what look, pops up. Look, you don't up. even want to see it. Like, I don't even know why I looked at it, but... Oh, I'm sure someone out there... Look, I... It doesn't bother me to look at crime scene photos, as long as it's not of, like, little kids, but this one, this one bothered me. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, who does that to somebody? So, anyway... Again, so I'm going to talk briefly about the Boston Strangler, Albert, Albert, fuck, the Boston Strangler, Albert DeSalvo. That's that's a tongue twister. Boston Strangler, Albert DeSalvo. Say it faster. The Boston Strangler, Albert DeSalvo. Albert. I guess it is that. All right. It is Albert. Albert. So (laughs) this specifically, I'm going to talk about the killing, the broomstick killing of a woman named Mary Sullivan. So we're going to back back up a little bit. Albert DeSalvo, we're just call him Al because I can't say it, had a very fucked up childhood. Like, your guy didn't, my guy did. His dad would, <clears throat> so Robert DeSalvo, he actually had two other sisters as well. It was just those three. His dad would beat the shit out of his mom in front of his brothers, or in, in front of him and his sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, he would break her teeth. Wow. Like, he would punch her and slam her head into things where her teeth would be chipped and eventually broken. So he's a real fucking winner. Well, at one point, he broke all of her front teeth. And she was on unco- she was unconscious. And when she was, he went one by one and broke every one of her fingers while 
while she was out. Oh, my God. And he did that in front of his children. Like, he made them watch. So, broke her fingers, beat the... Then he would beat the shit out of his kids. And then he would also hire a bunch of sex workers to come to the house. And his dad would force his wife and children to watch him fuck these sex workers. And then after they watched him, he would beat the fuck out of them for watching. Wow. So, it's like, no matter Sounds what like he did, he couldn't do anything right. Someone needs to kill this guy. Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> someone did good <laughs> so good. when albert was just 12 years old him and his two sisters were all sold to a local farmer as slave laborers so what they, year is this um fuck, it was man. 60s right uh he was born in i think the 40s or 50s 40s he's this is i didn't get his birthday because i'm not focused on him i just want well, to yeah the background um yeah they were sold to a farmer as slave laborers so they would get up butt crack of dawn work their asses off as children yeah you know what I mean? Which I'm sure that, you know, that wouldn't work today, but back then. Oh, I mean, whatever. if you live on a farm, your ass is working. Oh, yeah. Kids, yeah. mom, dad, grandpa, grandpa yeah. they're all fucking oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. farmers are hard workers. Yeah, they are. Um, so his crimes actually began in the late 1950s, and he would start by knocking on women's doors, and he would claim to be from a modeling agency. And he would say, hey, you know, you'd be perfect for my modeling agency. Would it be okay if I took your measurements, and can I come in? And, of course, they're like, oh, my God, yeah, you know, come on in. You want me to model? Oh, my God. And he would just bust out this tape measure and just start measuring their bodies, but he would, like, fondle them while he did it. Uh-huh. So this started happening, and then women kind of started putting two and two together because they never got callbacks from these modeling agencies. They started reporting him, and he was then known as the creepy measuring man um, until March 17th of 1960. When he got busted for that, and he only spent less than a year in, in prison for it. Of course. So, once he was released from prison, Al began, this is for two years. He did this for two years. He would break into hundreds of apartments in New England. He would tie up the women that were in their homes, usually alone, and he would rape them. Mm-hmm. He was always wearing green whenever this happened, giving him the, his next nickname of the Green Man. So... No one really knew who he was, but they were like, this guy, blah, blah, blah. He came in my house. Hundreds of reports of the same exact thing, and it was just one dude. That's all he did, just fucking break in houses. Time wow. up, rape him, time up, rape him. So around 1962, women began to, like, lock their doors, their windows. Because back then, no one locked shit. Yeah. You know? They would lock their doors, their windows. They would actually, I saw pictures, um, women would save their Coke bottles and their milk jugs and their wine bottles, and they would set them up on the outside of their door, of their front door, their side door, their back door, their bedroom but door. So you'd hear it like a booby trap? If someone were to open the door, the bo- the bottles would fall over and they would wake them up. So, you know. That's some Macaulay Culkin that's shit. That's some Macaulay Culkin. And that's the cheap home, uh, <laughs> uh, home fucking security or whatever. Yeah. Um, so after that... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, women also began in Boston to buy more dogs. So dogs yeah. were being getting bought up left and right, obviously for protection since the men and their husbands were usually gone most of the day for work. Um, the dogs would, of course, stay at home with the women to, like, protect them. Yeah. So from 1962 until 1964, this was only two years when he did killings. Um, the Boston Strangler at that time, he would rape or sorry, he raped, strangled, and killed 13 women ages 19 to 85 years old. God. Predominantly older, like 60 to 85. Um, 
So his trademark at the time was strangling the women with their own clothes and leaving the ligature tied in a bow. So if you wore stockings, he'd choke you out with your stockings and tie it in a bow. Some women would have their house coats on or bathrobes, and he would take the uh, belt or whatever yeah. off of them. Every everything he used to strangle them, he would finish it with a bow, which is just fucking weird. Yeah. Um. So after that happened, he then received his final nickname as the Boston Strangler. So, on October 27, 1964, he raped another woman, but actually stopped before he before killing her. He let her go. She called the cops. I don't get that. <clears throat> I don't either. A lot of them do that. I know. Well, she called the cops, gave a description of the intruder, and to which police arrested a man named Albert DeSalvo. So, DeSalvo, <clears throat> while in police custody, confessed to all of the rapes and murders, although some of his story did not match the initial police and autopsy reports. No semen matched his, no DNA matched his. He was giving, given a life sentence and not charged, additionally, with any of the Green Man rapes. So, free on that. Like, he didn't... But they gave him life. They gave him life for the 13 murders. That's that, it. That he could not really be linked to. He had some knowledge of what happened, but none of his DNA was found, no fingerprints. The sperm that was found or semen that was found was not did not belong to him. So huh. that's where the question comes in is like is Albert Asabo really the Boston Strangler? So or he just had a partner. Maybe. So on November 26, 1973, I feel like I skipped something. Um, I can't read your writing. So. I know it's fucking chicken scratch. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck. Hold on, I'm I'm so sorry. Well, he was given a life sentence, not charged with the Green Man rapes. I guess I I'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I left a space for me to write something. I guess I forgot it. On November 26, 1973, DeSalvo was stabbed to death by an unidentified prison inmate at Walpole. Walpole. Sorry, Amber. Again? Walpole. You sound, hold on, say it again. Walpole. <laughs> just keep saying until you hear yourself. Walpole. <laughs> W-A-L-P-O-L-E. Walpole. <laughs> Look. Do what you hear it? how hillbilly you sound? Say it again. Walpole. <laughs> That's what it is. Bitch. You read that. W-A-L-P-O-L-E. Walpole. What <laughs> the fuck? Walpole. Wow, Walpole. Wow, <laughs> I, I can't even breathe right now. Walpole. Wow, <laughs> that is too much. I would say Walpole. It's not W O L, it's Walpole. Wow, <laughs> w A L P O L E, Walpole. Wow, yeah, but that A doesn't have to be at, like, it. I don't know. It just sounds so Are fucking you talking, Billy. Are, <laughs> I mean, Walpole. Walpole. It's Walpole. It's Walpole. <laughs> you have no room to say and make fun of anything that I say. It's Walpole. Fucking read it. W- Walpole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some motherfucker in Walpole State Prison stabbed this motherfucker to death on November 26, 1973. And, okay, here's what I meant to write. The Boston Strangler case actually still remains open, <laughs> regardless of what happened in Walpole <laughs> State Prison. So, enough of that. Hold on, it's still open like to this day. Yeah, it's not. It's not closed. Oh shit! Or solved. It's still. No, hold on. It's, it's, cold. it's open. Okay. Yeah. 
I do want to go back and see, like, <laughs> I don't hear what you're hearing. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, Paul. Wow, Paul. <laughs> I can't stop with it. We have to take a break. No, like, we can't. Just, okay. Power right. through. So, Mary Sullivan. Here we go. Here's this woman. Okay, we're pretty sure her name is Mary Sullivan. No more laughing. This is where it I gets can't bad. help it. Yeah, this is terrible. Her name is Mary Sullivan, we believe, because Mary Sullivan was a victim of the Boston Strangler. She was strangled with her own stocking in her Boston apartment. Her stocking was tied into a bow around her neck. She had been, this is fucked up, trigger warning, she had been raped and had a broomstick shoved into her vagina which was, when it was removed, it had actually been shoved. The handle was found in her throat. Oh, my God. Handle was found in her throat. The bristles of the broom itself were found two inches outside of her vagina. And I just wrote, see pick. So, yeah, that's the picture yeah. that I found is this woman who... I didn't realize... He shoved I didn't the realize it was that much. It was in her throat. Yeah. From her vagina in her throat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hold so. on. Now, here's the thing I want to say before you even start this story. Mm-hmm. Did this happen after she died? Yes. Okay. I don't it, know. I mean, I'm, it's I'm, terrible. I'm going to say yes. It's terrible, but the only thing at least that happened, she was already dead. Right. So another victim who had the same name, Mary Sullivan, was also found strangled, uh, I believe, with the, with her own stockings, and her broom was shoved seven inches. Two women with the same name. Into her. So hold on. This is what's crazy. This picture of this woman, so this crime actually did happen. I'm just not sure which woman this is. Because there's, yeah. uh, I'm going to tell you there's multiple people, but this is for real. Like, this really happened. There was, again, another woman by the same name who was found strangled and had a broomstick shoved seven, I wrote only, but still, it yeah. seven inches under her vagina, and the broom bristles were outside of her vagina. So the same thing happened to two women with the same motherfucking name. Either that or because there's a constant war right now on the internet of me trying to find out exactly who this picture belongs to. And half the people are saying it was a Boston Strangler. Half the people are saying it was one of the Hillside Strangler's victims. I can't find definite proof on either one. And then someone else said that it was probably this girl who goes by the name Flyby Girl. And you can send her an email at flybygirl at AOL. Who claimed to be the woman in the picture and said that she was an actress doing a remake photo of one of the victims from either the Boston Strangler or the Hillside Strangler. Some Strangler, <clears throat> she was doing some kind of wow. art for it and did that herself and that the that the broom was obviously not shoved all the way. But if yeah. you look at it, it's in her. And then, wow. so it also, it's like, it could be her. It may not be her. It may not even be a woman named Mary Sullivan. Um, it could be a hillside strangler victim. We're not exactly sure. And there was also reports of a woman who was accidentally killed with the broomstick being shoved up in her vagina because she was masturbating with it while standing up and fell. Oh, oh. And impaled herself with the broomstick, which oh was also gosh. found in her chest cavity. So. Well, when I was <clears throat> trying to help you find this picture, mm -hmm. I found it. That this happened to another woman in Mexico. Yeah. Where it was like, she was murdered. Like, it wasn't an accident or anything like that. And mm -hmm. she was killed and then this happened to her after the fact. Mm -hmm. So, it, to me, it's like, it's a fucking thing. 
that happens. Like, why are people doing this? I, fuck, man. It's I like, know. it's so degrading. It's and some, just, like, Ted Bundy shit. Yeah. Like, going that extra mile of, like, I don't know. Making, well, just to, <clears throat> like, shock. That, like, oh, 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 and um, that's what I meant to put up, up here. Um, at the foot of the picture that I'm going to be putting up, the original yeah. broomstick up the throat, um, th- uh, the killer left a Happy New Year card at the oh, bottom yeah. of her feet. <clears throat> and it just had it just said Happy New Year with a smiley face. And they he actually put that, took the time to fucking write that, and then put that at the bottom of her feet. When he left her, she was she's completely naked. She looks beautiful, really nice looking body. I mean, for all intents and purposes, she's a, a very attractive female, and she's just completely her legs are spread wide open, falling to the ground, and there's just a fucking broom coming out of her. Yeah, but and then some of the people, um, I think I went to the website called bestgore.com. I don't recommend going there, but um, I was reading some comments just to see if I could get any more information on who this woman was. There are some sick motherfuckers on that page. People were talking about, like, what they would do to her body like that. They wish they could have had the opportunity to do that to her. That's fucked up. Like, nice tits. Like, all this shit. And it's like, whether that's the real Mary Sullivan or not, that that exact crime happened to somebody. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Like, why don't we find a way? Like, why can't the cops go on there and find out who those usernames are and fucking string them up? Get rid of them. If you're sick enough to make that kind of comment, you're sick enough to do some sick shit in this yeah. life. Or just stupid trolls. Yeah. I hate trolls. I, yeah. Yeah. I fucking hate... Well, those are the worst kind, too. When you make fun of someone's, like, dead body... I mean, we we say a lot of funny shit, but we never make fun I of I will anyone. never make fun of a victim. Never make fun of a victim. I'll make fun of the piece of shit that... That did it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, Albert DeSalvo... <laughs> he get... He's... He did... But that's pretty much my story with wow. her. Yeah. It's that's all the way up to her throat, dog. Yeah. Well, before I forget, because it, it's happened twice now. Last week, I got to start citing my sources here. Oh, yeah. Go Last ahead. week, I have to thank Wikipedia. And once again, <laughs> yeah. and Murderpedia. I love Murderpedia. Oh, I don't really. It's so, oh, my God, I love it's it. organized so shitty. No. It depends yeah. on who you're looking up. I you can find some true. good shit on there. But the same goes for this week, too. Mm-hmm. I have to keep saying that. I should have said it in the beginning. I was meaning to, and I did, I forgot. It's been a long day. I feel like crap. Mm-hmm. There's my sources on record. Okay. My <laughs> sources for last week, I forget who I did last week. But I'm sure it was Wikipedia and something. Um, <clears throat> and then this week, it was... Oh, my God. I went through... Okay, we'll start with Google, and then Wikipedia, um, bestgore.com, and fuck, there was another one. I forget what Well, it while is. you're looking that up, yeah. there's also, um, on the guy I just did, the broomstick oh, killer. Oh, history.com. No. But, yeah, if you're interested in the more on this broomstick killer guy, Kenneth McDuff, there is... Like, two documentaries about him on YouTube. Really? They're like an hour long. Damn. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. And they go into more about our shitty justice system in Texas at that point in time. Jesus. Yeah. If you want to check it out. But. I think that's it. I mean, 
we're at a pretty good time. Yeah. It's probably a little so, shorter than usual. Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Again, check out our Patreon, but just bear with us. We're still trying to figure that shit out. You know, Michelle's working with an HP. My <laughs> computer that yeah. our cord blew up last week, so. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the Patreon will be up and running very soon. But in the meantime, you can still review, rate, review, yes, share, what, rate, and review. That is the most important thing you guys can do right now to help us out. Wherever you're listening to us at, please go there and just give us a rating, give us a review, do something. Um, everyone who does post a review, we will find out about it. Um, we will find you. We will find you. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> but we have, I'm sitting right across from this beautiful, like, luxurious gift basket that I put together that I'm going to be giving away as well as another giveaway um, with, like, Ralph Lauren sunglasses and all kinds of, like, really cool shit. Well, I mean... We make things at the Rusty Cauldron. Hey! Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Check out the Rusty Cauldron. Um, but yeah, if, if you rate and review or whatever, you have a much better chance of winning this amazing gift basket. Let me see. It has um, a peppermint candle. It has some love, luck, friendship, and cleanse candles in here. There's some bath salts. It won't make you eat your friends. Um, yep. There's some really awesome like flower-infused bath bubble bath um non-cannibal bath salts right i do like it that smells pretty jug. good yeah hmm. and like these really cool vintage like 1800s looking bottles it's really cool and then there's like some fancy decor that goes with it and then a mug that will say good vibes only <clears throat> yeah so where we're it's going worth with that? about 50 bucks you can rate review free. please that's it yeah and you can reach out uh, Dead Academy Podcast Gmail, Gmail Facebook dot, dot com or the Facebook or the Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. We are the Twitter. We are we're getting really big. Dude, now, we're buddy. everywhere. We're all over social media. We're yeah. not gifted. Huh? We're not gifted. Yeah, we are. Don't be cocky. No, I'm not I'm not being no. cocky. Like we are we do have a I'm lot of I'm being humble. Okay. I'm being proud. <laughs> 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 I'm so proud. Um, oh. I guess the only other good news is uh, I got a puppy. His name's Bob Barker. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's a wild one. Uh, good news is this Saturday is Candle Day. Don't tell people that. We want to have for. I guess we're going oh, like, right when they open. I'm getting my. No one stopped me from getting my candles. Yeah. So I guess we could probably. <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by Bath and Body Works, but this but they Saturday, have the best fucking candles. They do have the best candles aside from the Rusty Cauldron. Yeah. We, uh, this coming Saturday, December 7th at Bath and Body Works, um, in store and online, they have their National Candle Day. It happens once a year. All their candles are $8.95 a piece as opposed to $24.50. If you need an online 20% off coupon, hit me up. I have a million of them. Well, if there's any fellas out there listening to this right now, it's the best gift to give. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, definitely go there or, you know, hit up the Rusty Cauldron and we'll make yeah. you a, a nice little gift basket for your I lady mean, if you or want, friend. like, a really pretty name for your candle, then, yeah, you can go to Bath and Body Works. But if you want a candle that says, get the fuck out of my house. Or if you want to call some salty you. bitch. We got you. Or if you want um, Wake the Hell Up Coffee scented candle. We know, got you. We got you. You want um, tootie fucking fruity candles? We got you, homie. What else we got? Uh, we got them all. We got everything. Yeah. But, bath- once again, that's yeah. all we got. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week, and we will catch you guys next weekend. Um, And 
don't know. Oh, it's the holidays, so fucking donate to charities. Help somebody out. If you see someone behind you in line, pay for their food or something. Like, do something nice. Make that karma shit fucking amazing. Put out some good vibes. Help some people. You know, spread the cheer. Yeah. I'll do all that good stuff. Don't get in fucking trunks. Don't talk to strangers. Don't only want to take your measurements. I mean, unless it's a real modeling agency don't let them in your house you make them yeah. out front <laughs> you meet them somewhere because a legit modeling company is going to come to your come to your house on your front porch with a measuring yeah. stick but anyways hold on hold on speaking of which you Lindsay, little Lindsay, she got me good one year i think i was in like seventh grade she called me and said she was from barbizon i think modeling agency and she disguised her voice perfectly and i fucking hauled ass next door to moms and i was like mom i'm about to be a model and I can only imagine what your mom said. Oh, she was like, oh my God. And then Lindsay was like, actually, Fallon, this is Lindsay. I'm calling from the itty bitty titty committee and you're not welcome or something like that because I had huge boobs. So yeah, I never did get to fulfill my modeling career, but hey. I did when I was a child. We should post that up. That's a thing. If you want to see pictures of Michelle's childhood modeling pictures, that could be in the tier, like, <coughs> fuck. Sorry. Yeah, really? Because I was uh, <coughs> for so Sears. Jesus Christ. Okay, look. Sears. If you pay 25 bucks a month, I will unleash these photos <laughs> to you and her baby pictures. Oh, they're great. And for 50 bucks, I'll tell you where Michelle lives. Yeah. Just kidding. I mean. Because for 75, she'll tell you where I live. I'll bring you here. <laughs> <laughs> Two can play that game. And on that note, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Later. Bye. See ya.